everyone. Thanks for checking out this podcast. I hope today's conversation inspires you and builds your faith for the moment you are in right now. Know that God's love for you truly changes everything. Enjoy the message. We are so, so very glad to see you today. I hope you're happy to be seen. Uh, it is a beautiful, beautiful day. I almost dare to hope that spring is here. Almost. And uh, we continue this series today, and I just want to start with the question uh, as, as we begin today. Uh, what is the question? Voici la question. Here it is. Are you ready? Here we go. Yeah, you're like, don't make us wait. Here we go. Are you ready to study God's word today? Okay. Yes, this book is the foundation, the light for our paths, the guidebook for our lives. And so uh, as we continue in the series on fear today, I did something this week. I, I looked up some, some clinically diagnosed fears. Some may even have some of these uh, here today. Uh, the first one that I looked at was uh, agoraphobia, which is the fear of big open spaces. Uh, but some have perhaps never heard of angoraphobia, which is the fear of large fluffy sweaters. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard it? Maybe we made that one up. Uh, now, now uh, some people have what's called zoophobia, which is literally, that's not made up. This is literally what it's called, the fear of animals. Others have Barney phobia, which is the fear of large purple animals. I love you, you love me. We're... Uh, now, here's one that I personally suffer from. This is called uh, pelodophobia. Pelodophobia is literally the clinically diagnosed fear of losing your hair. We're starting a support group for that one. Uh, and now, I, I have another one, too, that I want to confess today, which I call dessertophobia, which is the fear of running out of chocolate cake. Anybody else have this one? Now, here's, here's probably uh, the most common of all this time of year, what I like to call Canada springophobia, which is the fear of a late April snowstorm. Yes? And the fear that the snow pile in the church parking lot will not melt until the beginning of July. Anybody else there with me? And so last week, Kevin gave us some amazing uh, wisdom and some great, great stories about uh, how to, uh, to trust God with your future. And I think that that's one of the things that, that, that we have become so painfully aware of in this day and time with the pandemic and all the issues in the world is the lack of certainty. I think a year and a half ago, many people would have admitted that they felt much more in control over their lives than we do today. That, that, that uncertainty, that, that, that lack of control. Rick Warren says we can transplant human organ, organs, uh, program computers, and send people to the moon. You can have the highest IQ, get a PhD, and take LSD, meditate, levitate, consultate, and initiate, but you still cannot know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that, that, that fear, that, that uncertainty 
kind of freaks us out because we are so used to, to being able to have the illusion, the false sense that we can control things in our lives. <laughs> that, that delusion that we have that we can control things in the world. But I want to show you just as we get started, uh, a few things that the Bible tells us that we need to know about God. Number one, that God is omniscient. God is omniscient. That is a, a fancy theological word that simply means God knows everything. Hebrews chapter four, verse 13 says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And so let's say for a minute, let's say that this stool is the present moment. You and I can only live in the moment, right? Now, and so we progress in chronological linear time from second to second to second to second. We can only live in this moment. We cannot go back in time. We cannot go forward in time. But God, as the creator of the universe, supersedes the dimensions of his creation. And so here's what that means. God lives beyond the bounds of chronological linear time. And so God can see the, the past. He can be in the past. He can be in the present. And he can be in the future all at the very same time. God sees it all. And here's what else the, the Bible tells us about this omniscient God. That his plans are good. Here's one of the most beautiful verses in the Bible, Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's, let's read this one out loud together. We'll put it up on the screen. Let's everybody read this out loud with me. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. And so you look at Jeremiah 29 and you see words like plans and, and hope and, and, and prosper and future. Uh, apparently God has done a lot of thinking about your future, about your life. In fact, I wonder sometimes the way that we live, if maybe God actually cares more about your future than sometimes even you do. Here's a question though. Is it possible to miss out on God's plan for our lives? And the answer is absolutely right. Yes. People miss out on God's plan all the time. We can, we can miss it through apathy or arrogance. We can miss it through disobedience to his word or, or ignorance of his word. Many times we go against God's plan for our lives. But here's the big question that I want to ask. Here's, here's what makes all the difference. Will I seek God's presence in my problems? You see, 
God actually wants to be with me. Whatever I face, Hebrews 13, verse five, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. This is what we call the faithfulness of God. Psalm 34, four says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. And the key word here, I think, is the word sought. I sought the Lord. That's not a word we use very often in modern English. What does that mean? It means to follow after him, to search for him, to to seek him first in your life. And so last week, Kevin talked about how to do that. Today, we're going to talk about why. Why do we seek God in our, in our problems. And I think I can sum it up with just one word. Okay. Just one word. God is faithful. What is the faithfulness of God? Faithful means his faithfulness means that God cannot lie. He always tells the truth. He is always true to his promises. Second Timothy two thirteen. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful for he cannot disown himself. Psalm 145, 13, the Lord is trustworthy in all his promises. He is faithful in all he does. If somebody ever asks you, is there anything that God cannot do? Do you know the answer? The answer is yes. Absolutely. Yes. There is something that God cannot do. What? I thought God is all powerful. He can do anything. No, no, no. Listen, Here's what God cannot do. He cannot break a promise. He cannot tell a lie. God is always faithful to do what he says in his word. And so in the midst of our fear, in the midst of our problems, in the midst of the craziness of this world, today I want to give you four promises that God has made in his word for you. In the midst of your fear, in the midst of your anxiety about what the future might hold today. And I really look forward to our small groups this week uh, because yesterday uh, we were working on the small group guide that we write every week for our small groups. And, And in the guide this week, all of our small groups that are meeting will be looking at these four promises from God. Number one, that God wants to give us guidance. A lot of times, I've been in situations where I was kind of freaked out. Like when, when I found out I was going to be a father, do, do you remember that those moments, those of you who have had children, what it's like when you find out, oh man, everything is about to change in my life. I don't know if I can do this. When I, when I found out that God wanted me to be a, a pastor, I think that was even scarier than becoming a father. And the reason those things are scary is because, frankly, I have never felt strong enough. I've never felt good enough. I've never felt felt smart enough to be able to do what God wants me to do. In fact, I wonder if if maybe you'd make me feel a little better and and say that you, you feel the same way sometimes. How many of you have faced a situation in the last year where you didn't know what to do? You're stressed out over a decision. Well, guess what? I bet next year you'll have an even harder one. (laughs) 
Isn't that encouraging? And even the year after that, probably another one. But here's the good news. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Let's read this out loud together. Read it together. Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You see, here's the key. When you face those tough decisions in your life, the question is, You need to be careful about where do you go for guidance? Where do you go for for advice? Who do you listen to? Often we go to social media and and friends and people who don't have a clue. Or we can check online or ask Oprah or uh, check our horoscope. But listen, the Bible says none of that works. That there is only one 100% reliable source for your future. And it is God and the truth of his word that we need to get into the Bible so that we learn to filter the difference between worldly advice, which is what we get every day. We're saturated with it all around us. Worldly advice as opposed to godly advice, which is rare in our world today. Tracy and I have some friends who live in, in Guatemala. Uh, their names are uh, Luis and Donora Martinez. And uh, they do missionary work in Guatemala and work with, uh, with helping the poor. And uh, they are, are missionaries just like the, the kinds of missionaries that we support through our faith promise giving. And thank you so much for your faithfulness to give both to the mission of the church and the missions that we partner with through missions, faith, promise, giving. Uh, And so they were back home visiting some family in the Virginia, Maryland area. And this was around, I think it was like 12 or 13 years ago, if I remember correctly. Some of you may have seen this on the news. uh, That in that area, which is right around where where their family is, where they were visiting Uh, there were these two young men who were snipers. They had gotten long range precision rifles and they would hide in the woods and literally shoot innocent people and then rush off. And so it was like a reign of terror all around that area in Virginia and Maryland at that time. And so they were there and, and she stopped to fill up the car at a gas station. And she got out and, and, and as she got ready to, to grab hold of the pump and, and put it in to the car gas tank, all of a sudden she got an uneasy, unsettled feeling. Now listen, if you are, are a follower of Jesus, you need to know that sometimes God speaks to you and prompts you and gives you what we call in, in the spiritual world discernment over something. Discernment is when, when you get a sense that there's something not right here. I'm not sure what it is, but I think that, that God is trying to tell me something. And so she, she, she got this, this feeling that she wasn't supposed to be where she was, that, that she needed to, to get back in the car and drive back around to the other side and, and, and go to another pump. And she didn't know why. You never know sometimes when God prompts you for a reason. Maybe it's, it's because maybe there's going to be somebody over there who, 
who, who needs help and God wants to put you over there so that you can be there to help them. You never know why God gives you these prompts sometimes until afterwards. And so she had learned to obey the guidance of God in her life. And so she put the, the pump back and got in her car and drove around to the other side. And what she did not know is that the, those young men, those snipers were in the woods watching her. And a few minutes later, they shot the man who was standing right where she had been. You see, God is often speaking to you and, and prompting you in your life. The question is, are you listening? And, and I heard someone say just recently how, how much time we spend in, on social media and, and reading the news and, and, and on video games and and, and how much of our time we spend feeding on the world rather than on the word of God. And then we wonder why our hearts are so filled with fear and anxiety. Listen, listen. What is your quotient in your life right now of feeding on the world versus feeding on the word? I wonder if for some here today, maybe that was the one thing that you needed to hear in this entire series that maybe could begin to unlock some spiritual breakthrough in your life. Okay, so number two, here's the second promise. God wants to strengthen us in his presence. Now, I wanna be really careful. I I'm not going to speak a curse over you, okay? But I want to just acknowledge that statistically, it is very likely that among us, there are some who might get cancer in the coming year. There are some who might lose a loved one. There are some who, who might have a major accident. There are some who might lose your job. There are some who, who are going to face challenging family problems this year. God has never promised to protect you from all of those things. But here's what he has promised. Isaiah 43, verse two and three, when you go through deep waters and great trouble, he says, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. For I am the Lord, your God, your Savior. God has promised that he will be with you and strengthen you to get through each day. Listen, you don't need enough strength to get through next month or next year. You only need enough strength to get through today. That's why Jesus said in the New Testament, Jesus said, do not worry about tomorrow for each day has enough trouble of its own. See, that's why God doesn't bring you the future just all at once. Do you know what he does? God gives you the future in 24 hour days, bite-sized chunks that you can handle. And when you begin to get overwhelmed, it's when you're worried more about the problems of tomorrow than saying, God, give me the strength to get through today. But when we do, he promises 
that he'll give you not just the strength for today, but to get through each hour. If I can just get through this moment. Here's another promise from God. Number three, God says he will take care of the injustices in my life. You see, this is one of the things that makes us very different as Christians compared to people in the world. Romans 12, 19 says, never avenge yourself. Leave that to God. For he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. How many of you know that this world is an unfair place? Right? Like bad stuff happens. Not everybody out there is playing by the rules, right? Have you noticed that, that honest, innocent people often suffer and dishonest people often prosper? And sometimes we blame God and we forget that, listen, God is not the source of all of these problems. This world is corrupted by our sin and our human nature and evil. And so the question is, is, is not, will you face injustice? Because you will. The question is not, will you face persecution? Because Jesus promised that you will. Because we live in a world filled with evil and sin. And so the question is this, in the midst of it, will you trust God to fight for you? See, that's what makes us different. And one of the promises that I hold on to when people attack me, because they do, when, when people lie about me, because they do, when the world comes against me, I trust that God is my refuge and my fortress. He is the strong tower that I run to. And in the short run, in the, in the, in the immediate moment, it seems like the evil win and the righteous fall. But that is not the end of the story. Because God has said that he will repay those who deserve it, both good and bad. And so we trust that number four, promise number four, God will reward us when we are faithful. Let's be honest. A lot of times we think, oh man, I do all this good and nobody seems to notice. I, I work so hard and do all this ministry and nobody notices. I never get any credit. So why bother? I work so hard at, at work and, 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 and I, I do the right thing. And why bother to have ethics when, when it seems like those who cheat and lie and take advantage of other people seem to be the ones who were more successful. And yet here I am with ethics and morality and nobody seems to notice, right? You, 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 are you feeling me? You notice how, how many of you have noticed that sometimes your family doesn't appreciate what you do for them? You noticed how many of you have noticed that you put in a lot of work that your boss never even knows about and doesn't appreciate. H have you noticed? Have you noticed 
how often we work hard at, at church or to serve the community or help people in need. And it seems like all it does is give me stress. But listen, God sees what you are doing and he will reward you in the end. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people. In Matthew 10, 42, Jesus says, and if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth that he will certainly not lose his reward. Listen, your ministry matters. Even when it seems like nobody notices, God sees what you are doing and he will reward you in the end. And so whatever you're going through today, I just, I just want you to hold on to these four promises that we've talked about from scripture today. In fact, maybe even some of you might want to take a picture of this to be reminded. Maybe, maybe you'll want to go back and watch this message again later this week and pull out some of the scripture verses that we've looked at and begin to meditate on them and, and, and to, to, to memorize them and to, to make them a covering in your life. But here are the four promises. If you'll just remember that number one, God wants to give you the guidance that you need. If you trust in his promises, if you know his word, God wants to give you the guidance that you've been searching for. And number two, that God wants to strengthen you in his presence. Do you know that's why we come together to pray and to, and to worship and to study God's word together? Some people don't understand why Christians have this hunger to, to be together. And it's been so hard this year because of the challenges that that's created. But whether it's online and an online prayer group for those who aren't able to come here to the building, maybe it's your online small group, whatever it is, listen, we need to be strengthened together in his presence because it is only in his presence that we get our strength. Oh, come on, come on. Don't be afraid. <laughs> so God will take care of injustice. Don't, don't forget when people are after you, that God is for you. God will take care of injustice and persecution in the end. Because God is a rewarder for faithfulness. He sees what you're doing and he will not forget. Hey, is that Shirley back there? Oh man, Shirley, haven't heard that in a long time. It's good to see you, sister. Want to shout hi to everybody, Shirley? <laughs> Shirley's not shy just in case you wondered and so what I want to do is I want to finish with this verse this is kind of an expanded version it's called the amplified translation where they kind of take a verse and they kind of flesh it out a little and I, I like how Philippians 4.13 reads in the amplified version I can do all things through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am ready for anything and equal 
to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Don't you just feel like you want to read that together? Come on, let, let's, let's read it together. Let, let me hear your voices. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Let me, let me, let me have you get up on your feet and we're going to say that together as a confident declaration this time. Come on now. Listen, Philippians 4.13. Let's, let's, let's say it. Say it so that your soul feels it. Say it so that it comes out of the bottom of your feet and rises up through your flesh. Say it so that it begins to speak to your weakness. Say it so it begins to speak to your fear. Say it so that it begins to speak to the enemy so that he knows that he has no authority in your life. Listen, Satan is listening. Let him hear what you have to say to him today. Here's what we say because of the promise of God's word. We say together, Philippians, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Let's give thanks and praise to the Lord in his house today. Amen. Amen. And so, Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray over your servants today. Lord, sometimes we read the promises of Scripture. And we say it, we know it in our head, but it's hard to feel it in our hearts. So, Lord, I pray today. Whatever challenge we're facing whatever questions we have, whatever fear rises up from within, whatever doubts may have creeped in over this last year, no matter what decision we need to make, no matter how big, no matter how small, that you are with us. Lord, we thank you for your presence here in this place today. We thank you for what you're doing in your people. And as we have already sung this morning, may your darkness, or may the darkness be pervaded by your powerful light. Lord, we invite your light to shine in work in us. And so we thank you today that you are faithful. We thank you that you keep your promises. And so we worship you today because we know as we worship you, we know as we worship you, that the things of this world grow strangely dim. <laughs> we know as we worship you that the questions we've been wrestling with start to seem like there might be some answers. We know as 
we worship you that our fear starts to subside courage rises up by the power of your spirit so today we sing of the goodness of God thank you for listening if you would like to learn more about Moncton Wesleyan we invite you to visit our website at mw.church we are here to help you with any questions you might have see you next time